Hello, folks. I'm Athenianos. I'm Matthew Brown. And welcome back to another episode of The New Agora. Uh, we're very pleased today because we're speaking to a, a very important member of the Edinburgh community, um, a presidential candidate. So I will let him introduce himself. So hello, everyone. My name is Samanwal, and I'm a presidential candidate for the Edinburgh University Students Association's 2023 elections. Fantastic. So um, I'm from Bahrain, and I'm currently in the International Foundation Program, uh, Center for Open Learning. And yeah, hopefully today we're going to get like across some few points that will really help you get an understanding of my manifesto and what I see Edinburgh to be. Mm. Can I ask a, just a quick uh, question before we get into policy? So can you talk a little bit about how you ended up in Edinburgh from Bahrain? Okay, so uh, being um, like being in school in an American curriculum school in Bahrain, uh, I was actually planning on going in Amer- at, like to America first for mm-hmm. university, but then I really like got to read about Edinburgh and how much of a beautiful city it is and the education system. You know, I wanted something new, so I was gonna go to the like um, like London area, but mm-hmm. I decided that Scotland was a really nice place based on what I saw. Like I visited Scotland before. And I thought that was a place that really interested me, and I wanted to come and spend five years, five years of my life here. Nice, yeah. enjoying mm-hmm. it so far. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Food, people, everything. How long? How long have you been here? Well, I've been six months in as of now. Six months in. Yes. Awesome, awesome. So you have a you have a, a long way to go and a lot of things to do. Yes. So that's that's quite a quick turnaround from uh, being here six months to running to, for president of the Students yeah. Association. What was it that? Uh, that made you decide you were going to run? Like, what, what, you seem pretty committed to the to the ideal already. From what yeah, so I've uh, run for a student president back in my school, and I've engaged in, like, uh, those sort of things, like, mm-hmm. within my community back home. And coming here, I got to see a lot of things that were present here but not present back home. But I also got to see things that were present back home and not here. So I thought that if I'd bring the things that I have experienced and, like, seen to work back home mm. if i brought them here i think it would make a big and good change to the community mm. okay can you give us a couple of examples of the things you, you think you saw back home that were good that you'd want to bring to edinburgh yeah sure so uh like one of those things is transport like back home transport is very easy and it's very well flowing like and uh, i'd also like to cite an example in london like in london the frequency of buses are more compared to edinburgh and especially uh, near student areas such as public halls mm-hmm. Like buses come every like 15 minutes or so, if I'm correct. So I'd like to increase that. And also the 24 hour food options. Like I come from a country where you can get food about just about any time you want. Mm. And I think it's very important for students here because mm. usually it'll affect their health. So if they don't have food, they'll end up eating like like bad, you know, microwave kind of foods at right, night. Right. Like that or just like uh, from your local chippy, just stuff that isn't necessarily... Yeah, right something that's you. not like having like chips, those okay. kind of things. So yeah, it would be very good if there were like twenty four seven healthy food options around okay. campus. Nice, mm. nice. So I wanna I wanna start with the twenty four seven food options and talk about your your plan to implement that because for me that is incredibly uh, exciting. I'm from New York and we also have a lot of twenty four seven food options and I I live you know a, a decent distance away from campus. So when I leave for you know the campus to study and, and go to classes, I'm pretty much there until I go home. Um, and you know, 
we've all been there times when we have midterms or finals due and you know um we're in the library very late right um you know significant for significant um periods of time and i've i've had that experience where it's you know it's like 10 11 12 uh and i need you know fuel i need food um and there's very little if anything that i um can get so that that has me very excited so i'd very much like to hear um how you are going what your plan is for implementing that right, absolutely so yeah we share the same thing i leave the library at like very late and i have no food besides like the kebab shops but they're like closing too mm. so my idea for implementing 24 7 food is basically the ambitious one is like having actual cafes that are on 24 7 but the fail-safe plan is to include vending machines that have food so in that way you do in essence have 24 7 food mm. so what the vending machines that have food what would those um entail like what would what kind of food would be in well that would be up to the students of edinburgh like we'd like cast a vote or something and like whichever foods find favor in the student body we would include in the vending machines mm. so i guess uh, with vending machines i guess it's a little trickier though to get the that kind of uh, availability sure but then healthy is a little is more difficult to to implement with the vending machine All right because although we're at, well where I used to work, we had these vending machines when they had they they had like healthy healthy options. It was like uh, granola bars, like nut bars, and uh, these um, popped chips. They really do. It was like rather than fry them, it's like popped mm. yeah potato chips or something like that. Yeah, which were quite nice and and popcorn and popcorn. You, you you can you can definitely um, dried fruits, nuts. Put put you know like healthy things into vending machines. Sure. Yeah, like sandwiches, for example, that sort of thing. And if you guys have seen like Japanese vending machines everything they, they do everything so yeah mm. they have these really cool ones in amsterdam um, a place called fibo where it's like oh you walk in and it's like little boxes on the wall right and there's yeah. like a little there's like a little like a burger or a croquette or something and then you just put your two euros in it open the door and then you take take it out and as soon as you shut the door someone refills the someone opens it back up and puts the thing back on it's probably a little too extensive yeah. to implement well like yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know like the the airport vending machines too like they'll even have like um like salads that you can like like a container that you shake, um, and all the, the ingredients in the salad, and then eat it. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Like a salad, yeah. Yeah, for salads, especially like at the end of the day, like if it's not being, it's going to be put in a fridge. So why not put it in a fridge that would make it available for people? Mm. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, um, I'm I'm very enthusiastic about that. Um, you seem very enthusiastic I, about. Listen, it. that that was that's the one thing that I I think separates you from a lot of the other candidates is i haven't seen any other candidate say you know 24 7 food um and so that that immediately caught my eye and made me excited well and that, that might also incentivize um students to stay on campus for a little longer that right? is true. So to study to stay at the library to yeah. keep studying because you're like oh, rather than thinking i've got to get back because i've got to eat not hard there's some options here have a little salad bit of a bit of a fuel up yeah. and then i can crack on and keep working so yeah. that might be have a a knock-on benefit effect of keeping students studying and rather than having to break their study periods up to go home and to go home and exactly refuel. could be a motivating factor for students as well sure and and improve performance because you know without fuel in your body can't you know think or study properly you know you need you need that fuel to keep you keep you going yeah good fuel as well so that sounds like a good plan yeah so um why don't we move to 
to your next uh, plan that you you mentioned, um, the um, you know the, the the better transport options. So uh, how how and, and what specifically are you planning to do to um, increase increase the amount of the the, the uh, feasibility and accessibility of uh, transport around campus? Okay, so uh, the first thing is. Well, I have like three main subpoints to do with the transport thing. Go for it. First one is to ensure student transportation, for example, the King's Shuttle, to ensure it's operational and works. The second one is to increase the frequency of buses around, like, you know, student populated areas. And the third one is to bring more fun options of transport, such as uh, Bolt, like, you know, the bicycle things you unlock with your phone. Mm -hmm. The ones that are all around London, like mm -hmm. those kind of things. So, yeah, so starting with the first one, um, Ensuring the King's Shuttle still works. I think it's very important because it really acts as a main mode of transportation for students' buses. So I'd like to preserve that and keep going. And for my second point, to increase frequency. So when you think about it, there are like thousands of students in the Pollock area and not just in the Pollock area, in other student populated areas. Mm. I think that there should be an increased frequency of buses in those areas rather than out of town or whatever. Because like... There are a lot of university students and they need to get to where they want to get to on time. Because usually if they miss a bus, they'd be waiting for pretty much a long time, which would make them late. Mm. And uh, for my third point, the Bolt eco-friendly transportation. So I like this idea. I really liked it. A lot of the people I talked to here liked it. Mm. Like getting bicycles, the Uber ones, if you want to sure. Like with the scooters, same kind of. Yeah, stuff. with the scooter ones, yeah. So you just put them everywhere and then students can use them. And they would act as good transportation. For example, if you're done with your 24-7 food and then you come out and you want to go home, you don't find a bus easily, especially with the night buses. Sure. You take a bicycle, you just go home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's not just that. It's because students tend to go where students are. So if students keep using the bicycles, the bicycles will follow where students are, basically. I see. So there will always, always be bicycles in the car. Okay. Exactly. Mm. And I have a question about the, the buses. So is the plan to... Um, to create a, a bus system that's university-based, or is it to increase the the frequency of the buses that already exist uh, around Edinburgh, the city of Edinburgh? Well, it would be preferable to uh, have separate buses under the university, but the most likely uh, alternative would be to increase the frequency of buses within Edinburgh bus system. Mm. And how feasible do you think it would be to, to do that? Uh, the first or the second option? The second option. Well, to increase frequency, uh, I do know that the university has like a seat in parliament as in the president. So we might be able to voice it there and see what, you know, what can happen after that. But mm. I do think it's pretty possible, to be honest. Mm. And what about the, the school buses? Like the, the, sorry, the, not the school buses, but university um, buses. Well, uh, that depends on the university and their budget. Mm. As of now, I don't have a response, but I can get back to you guys later. Mm, sure. Okay. And uh, so I have a similar kind of question for the for the for the bicycles. Yeah. Like, um, I guess you probably have a similar answer. I guess it'd be. I mean, what uh, what difficulty could you foresee with the bicycles? Yeah, I mean, or any of them, to be fair. Or if there's any any if, sort of difficulties difficulties you've seen ahead and thought about. I mean, I've, I've thought about some things such as the Edinburgh terrain, mm -hmm. but also then when you think of London in some areas, they're still there. 
So I think if we like the university gets in contact with the company, mm. they can probably find a solution to this. Mm. So we'll be reaching out to the um, the companies and, and kind of creating a partnership. Pretty much, yeah. With them. Mm. Sounds doable. Yeah. yeah. Um. So why don't we move to the the, the third point? Affordable housing. Affordable housing. Um. I think that is a a big one with a lot of uh, students. You know, a lot of I have a lot of friends that um, number one, I've had a ton of trouble uh, getting flats, um, and number two, the flats that they find, um, you know, are incredibly uh, expensive for them. So, what is the, what is the plan for helping alleviate some of the um, housing? If I can throw in a question before we get to that one. Yeah. What is your conception of the problem? So before we get to what are you going to do about uh, alleviating this for students, yeah. what, what do you take to be the problem that's causing a lot of the things that Athen, Athen has just brought up that you would then apply your solutions to? Well, uh, so when it comes to the housing crisis, we know that prices are going up very high. It's like, and it's not necessarily because of overpopulation. But rather, uh, like the high increase in cost of utilities, mm-hmm. so um, which will continue into increasing like in the future. So what I think should happen is because a lot of international students come to the University of Edinburgh, and a lot of local students live here. I think the university should put in place initiatives to secure their students and their well-being, because at the end of the day, if a student doesn't have a good home to come to come back to, or a good place to stay, they won't be able to be productive academically. So my solution to the uh, housing crisis during relation to students, I have uh, three options basically. The university support, financial support, bursaries. The second one is university building more accommodations for students. Mm -hmm. And the third one is co-op housing. What was the last one, sorry? Co-op housing. Co-op housing. Could you explain that for me? So uh, co-op housing is a very complicated process. So like to explain here would take a long time. Sure. But to make it in short, um, basically a student rents and kind of owns a property at the same time so that he doesn't need to like uh, benefit the landlord. So landlords don't exist in those kind of things, but rather students pay and reinvest in themselves, which they end up paying short rent. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. There are initiatives like this which have uh, taken place or been established in Manchester. Uh, Liverpool, a lot of places around the UK. And I believe there are f- around five, if I'm correct, in Edinburgh. Oh, interesting. Mm. I didn't know that. I know those, um, uh, is that going well in those, other, in those other cities, like Manchester and Liverpool? Yeah, they're like in Manchester Liverpool, they're in the hundreds. So yeah, they are taking off eventually. So I think that's a solution. But I think what's more of a solution, like right now for us, is for the university to either invest in bursaries to give students to increase the accommodation costs or to build more student housing. I see. Mm. Would, would, uh, would building more student housing alleviate the cost of living aspect to it? Or would that not just sort of provide you with more properties that are going to cost a very similar amount? I mean, if there are more properties than there are the ability to cater to students, I think the price would go down. Like the university would rather rent properties than have to keep them ideal or empty. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Mm. 
Okay. Sounds good to me. So I, I wanted to get on to um, the part about community that Adam brought up before we, uh, yeah, before, we, before we got going. Can you talk to us a little bit about what your plans are for um, trying to bring back that sense of community in the, at the University of Edinburgh? Yeah, so um, I think like when it comes to the University of Edinburgh, there are events that are created by like certain groups or a niche kind of people go there, you know, it's all the groups. societies. Yeah, the society, they're always like niche. I think like this is one thing we used to do back in our old school and like a lot of universities in my country. Um, they'd make events where it's like everyone comes together. The whole university like shows up Bristol Square. There are a lot of people like, you know, that kind of sense of community. It's, it's really beautiful when you see it, when you see the whole university coming together in a certain place. Sure. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Mm. We don't see. We don't, well, you don't see a lot of that. Like, I'm, I'm six months in. I haven't seen like anything yet. Sure. But I've I've looked through the videos and stuff. I've never seen the kind of thing I envisioned. Mm. Well, well, I should say that part of our mission um, in this podcast is to kind of help um, bring together, cast a, a wider net among all students, um, and foster that. You know communal um aspect so we're happy to uh assist in any way yeah yeah well and it would be it's an interesting uh idea as well because i think what you've been observing right is that the there is this atomization right like you say little niche groups you know the, they have the, they have their things in common with one another which is absolutely fine but then like you said there isn't this communal coming together as an entire community that's true. I think um, the University of Edinburgh students should unite as Edinburgh students. Like, yeah, they could pursue their other activities, but it would be nice to see, for example, once a year, uh, to see a like event that goes for three days where everyone comes and unites. Mm, That'd be mm, very amazing. Mm. The closest I've seen is during freshers, where they have the like club exhibition things. Right. Something like that would be amazing if it were to be implemented like once a year, mm. or maybe a concert in Bristol Square. No, well, I mean, I mean, uh, you talk to the, um, uh, the properties department. I forget what they have a name um, about, um, but George Square might be a good little. It's like a like to have like a fair or something like yeah. at the main campus, um, like uh, it's where everyone's kind of welcome. It isn't necessarily like you know, the older guy here. It doesn't necessarily have to be clubbing. You know, it doesn't have to be like going yeah. out. They'll have some kind of like during the day or a long weekend like communal fair. Have some stands and some stalls, some things set up in, in George Square, and then have everyone invited and come together. Mm. And it's social, and there's games, and it's fun, and there's loads of different stuff to do. Yeah. That'd be nice. I'd yeah, like to, I'd like to see that. Like uh, something similar to this is the arts festival in Edinburgh. But the thing is, um, the arts festival people who are interested in the arts go there. Like I want to create something similar, but it would interest all Edinburgh students, regardless of their interests, passions. Mm. Just the fact that they are a student at Edinburgh, they'd like mm. to come. And what what kind of what kind of theme or things do you have? Do you have anything in mind that? Um, well, I don't have anything in mind, but it should be like something international, like a kind of event or day that happens international only once. Mm. I I think it's very interesting um, because I am an international student, and part of the appeal of Edinburgh was its history, was its like pride, was its place in the world um and i think i i kind of expected there to be a similar um enthusiasm about campus for you know the city and people would kind of unite around 
it's like special place in um history and and I, and I I don't know I I think it's kind of lacking that um and so I'm very glad to hear that um you want to help bring back that pride um of of the city cuz you know we all we all come from different places and different parts and different backgrounds but what unites us is that we all you know chose somehow or another to be in Edinburgh and to you know study at this university um, and I think we should celebrate that more yeah that's true and you actually uh, give me an idea right now in here it's uh, do you know the Dubai expo when it happens hmm yeah where they like bring a lot of countries like that could that could happen here like a lot of countries like having stalls and you know sharing their culture so everyone would be able to come together and learn something new that would be good That'd yeah be kind of like the um what was it the uh the, what was that thing we went to the other day with all the different society stands what was it, it the cultural cultural fair that's the but it was it was it's more of a society it was it wasn't like what you're talking about because it was just people with their stands and you would go up and you'd say oh what's your society about and they would say oh take this flyer and scan our QR code they they didn't have food or anything some, some of them had sweets and snacks like if they were like uh, from different particular countries or a particular cultural society they had like snacks from the from their home countries i guess or some cheese in some cases very few though yeah yeah so have more food yes <laughs> definitely food. and definitely definitely yeah i think a a, a bigger event would be um better you know yeah. Well, I mean, even 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 something as simple as like, uh, I mean, maybe there's too many students to do this, but like, uh, like a University of Edinburgh ball, you know, because you know you have you have balls for like different societies or yearly big gatherings and dinners, you know, it, it would be it would be nice if there was a, a venue or a place where sort of everyone uh, who wanted to go who was a part of the university community could could come along to that. You need quite a large venue, obviously, but. I mean we can you can do it like uh, outside like during the Bristol Square area we just make University of Edinburgh Ball Day and everyone just goes there. Sure, yeah. Yeah, well they they do get that out sometimes, don't they, for like a uh, big marquee and everything. Yeah. So But if it rains then you get it's wet. A big problem, yeah. I mean well, at least you're having fun. Exactly. And and I do think that that's kind of the fun of this the spring is here is you get all four seasons in one day. <laughs> that is that is very true. Um so yeah, I think Cuz it's unfortunate that the fringe festival is in August where all the students are, are a lot of the students are away yeah. um cuz that's kind of like Edinburgh's pride thing but it, you know within the university we we, are, we don't really have that mm. same kind of a thing No no I agree No I think that's a great idea mate um personally I think it's it's, it's quite an important quite an important thing Um is there anything from your manifesto that we haven't brought up or, or is there anything that you want to speak to as to sort of why you were so driven to to yeah. do this there's actually one thing uh, to do with the affordable housing but i didn't mention it in the manifesto sure. so Perfect. this is the first place i'm going to mention it i would like pets in accommodations i would love pets i wanted to get a rabbit <laughs> i had like i had the dream i'm going to go to university i'm going to get a study bunny Yes, and then I wasn't allowed to because not allowed pets. But we have loads of mice, so I guess that kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kind, of bal- kind of balances out. Yeah, I mean, if we can have mice, why can't we have pets? That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good argument. Yes, should use that. Yep, that is it. Um, I, I did see in your manifesto that that you you uh, you emphasized uh, humor. Yes, and um, the fact that you want to you want to bring humor back into mm. to this. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like, when I say that, like, I don't think everything should be very strict and serious, you know. Even back home when I was, like, during student government and stuff, there always needs to be, a, like, place for play, you know, to have fun, to not be very serious, you know. So, yeah, I, I think it's very important, like, honestly. Mm. And it fun. helps creativity, it helps people yeah. be at ease. So, yeah. I think it also cuts some of the tension that can exist between, like, opposing opposing uh, groups let's say yeah that is true well um look uh, this was incredibly insightful thank you Salman. thank you so very much, much for for uh, coming on and um telling us a little bit more about your campaign um quickly how can people listening vote for you if they if they uh like what they heard okay so i'm going to give you a mini tutorial basically it's on my ed so when you click on my ID, you go to student life and then you see, I think, I believe it's on the third um, column. It's a vote, vote student elections or something like that. And you click on it and you can vote for whichever candidate you'd like. Right. And presumably after watching this, you're going to vote for... Yes. Vote Sal. <laughs> All right. Vote Sal, everybody. Yes. Awesome. It was good having you on, but thank you very much. Thank for you, you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure. All right, see you next time.